It was um, my last summer after the sixth grade, and my mother had noticed when I tried to get out of the public swimming pool that I had a hard time getting up on my knees. So she took me to the doctor's office, and after an examination, the doctor said, well, this is not too uncommon. He's got Osgood Slaughter's disease. You'll have to try to keep him off his knees, no running, no jumping. He'll eventually should be able to grow out of it, but it'll take a few years. Well, this was not very happy news to learn for me, but I just accepted it. But the next year, I started the seventh grade, junior high school. And I was unable to be with the other boys who had to go out to physical education every day and learn football, baseball, basketball, and other running sports. I had to take a special education class where we pretty much just stayed in a room. I was surrounded by other kids who couldn't do very much physically, maybe severe asthmatics, people with real physical handicaps. And our instructor would teach us things like meditation and relaxation exercises, maybe occasionally a game of ping pong. Well, this uh, continued for the seventh grade, but in the eighth grade, there was a brand new junior high school, the Raymond Creed Junior High School, and that's where I had to go to school. It was exciting. It was a high-tech new school with new types of education ideas, what they call flexible scheduling and modular classrooms that could be moved and shaped into different sizes for different purposes. But the physical education department didn't have any special ed departments. Instead, the uh, coach for our locker room says, well, I don't have anything for you to do where I've ordered a uh, weightlifting machine, but it hasn't come in yet. When it gets here, you can work out on that. But in the meantime, uh, I'll need you to stay in here in this uh, wire cage room here and roll up the towels for the guys when they come in after the workouts, after the running, so you can hand them a towel to take a shower. So I thought, well, okay, that's fine. So I spent my days in there rolling up towels and handing them up out of this little window in this caged area as the kids went to take their showers, which was required every day. But one boy came up to me and says, how come you get to stay in every day while we have to go out and run and do exercise? So I tried to explain to him quickly, well, I've got a disease in my knees and I'm not supposed to run. And he says, you look fine to me. I think you're just faking it. I'm going to call you Percy. Give me a towel, Percy. You know how nice young adolescent boys can be. I didn't know who this kid was, never met him before. But then pretty soon other kids were calling me Percy as some type of derogatory name for a mama's boy. So day after day, it was Percy, give me a towel. Percy, are you doing anything? Percy, clean up this mess. It was humiliating and I was angry. After a week of this, I asked the coach, when is the weightlifting machine coming in, coach? Has you heard anything? He says, it should be here next week. When the machine came in, I started working out on the weightlifting machine. It was four sides. It had a bar, barbell section. It had a bench press. It had a bar for doing pull-ups, presses, leg presses, bar dips. And uh, another section of the machine was for doing sit-ups. So while the other kids were out playing with rubber balls all day, I would be inside working out on this machine. I was angry. Angry is a very source 
of a very strong motivator. It is a very motivating force that can be either damaging or productive. So every day, that's what I would do. Now, Mel Robbins is a very popular speaker and author who has a what she calls the five-second rule. I highly recommend that you read Mel Robbins' book and listen to her talks. The five-second rule is basically the idea that your mind knows what it needs to do. We know we need to exercise. We know we need to study our books. We know we need to, to talk to somebody and ask questions, maybe ask for a date, maybe ask for a promotion or a job or a chance, whatever. We know what we need to do, but we don't do it. And after five seconds of thinking about it, our mind will talk us out of it so that we don't even try. So Mel Robbins says, when you have a decision like that to make, she says to count from five down to one. And as soon as you get to one, just do it. So five, four, three, two, one, and then go. Says if we take action, then our minds will begin to accept it and will begin to act on it appropriately. But if we don't take action in that first five seconds, our minds will just wander off and talk us out of doing it at all. Well, Einstein said, nothing happens until something moves. And that's what he meant. When you take action, you will become motivated. Now, when I was in the eighth grade, a 14-year-old skinny kid, 140 pounds, I was going to do pull-ups every day to try to get stronger. But before I did that, I knew that once I jumped up onto that bar, it was going to be a long, hard battle to try to pull off every pull-up I could until I just couldn't eke out one more pull-up. And I would be tired. I would be panting, out of breath, and sore. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get up there. So what did I do? Long before I knew it was called the five-second rule, I did what they called a countdown, which was about the same time. This is about the same time Mel Robbins was born. But at those days, it wasn't called the five-second rule, and I didn't come up with it. It was created long before I was around. It was called a countdown, as in how they started every race then and most of them today. Instead of five, four, three, two, one, it was counted on your mark, get set, and then go. You tense up, you're ready, and then you burst into action. Once you start the on your mark, get set, there's no turning back. You know what comes next. See, I would jump up on that bar and start doing my pull-ups. The same thing with push-ups. It was a long process once I started. It, I didn't just do 20 here and 30 there. I knew I was going to do them until I dropped and until I couldn't do a single more push-up. And that was painful. It hurt. So I needed to motivate myself. So on your mark, get set, go. And I would start. Well, while other kids were still outside playing with their rubber ball every day, I was starting to get stronger and stronger until I could bench press 240 pounds. I could do 40 pull-ups, 200 push-ups. And the kid that used to call me Percy, he just kind of faded off into the background. And I never heard from him again. You know what you need to do. On your mark, 
get set, go. Nothing happens until something moves. You will, fe you will feel like doing it once you start doing it. So take action now. Start your countdown and see if it works. This is Stanley Diaz. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, you can email me at riskandcommitment at gmail.com.